Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up to heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Dave, how was your week? What? <laughs> fabulous, fabulous. You and I, uh, as, as everybody knows, because we talk about the process of making the boiling point on a weekly basis, everybody knows that we do these back to back and it gets tiring. You, uh, except for our guest who has not listened to one of the one one episode yet. Are you, are you throwing her? Oh, under you the can't bus? really say that. Are you throwing her on the bus? Listen, I was trying to. I, I was trying to make sure that didn't happen. No, but this and, is what it's all about. People expect this, so, yeah, well, so it's it's great, well, Elizabeth. It's okay. no totally cool. Okay, well there we, go. we we've got Elizabeth Top on as a guest. Now Elizabeth is a friend of mine that I met at the B Corp Champions Retreat. Um, geez, well over a year ago in Philadelphia. Uh, the two of us have uh, a, a funny story of how we met and how we ended up buying a lot of martinis for other people uh, because that's the type of people that Elizabeth and I are. And uh, and Elizabeth, are you still living in the Malibu area? Is that is that what I recall? I am. In the beautiful, yeah. beautiful, sunny California. So, so before uh, yeah. we get going, though, Elizabeth, I'd love your impression of Greg. Just you know, Greg's an old, old dear friend. And um, you know you had this this interact you know and, and have you have you guys run into each other no, no, since it's just one it's one, one time. time okay so so tell one tell, tell us tell us the listeners um, you know what was you know that experience like because you're talking like your old friends and that's how Greg <laughs> operates and I'm I'm constantly fascinated by it right so your impressions right. of, well, of, of a, Greg Hemmings yeah oh oh you know like. I just love my brother and with Greg is like, dude, we just, we just could talk so easily. And, you know, <laughs> people were coming. It was the end of the retreat, more and more people, more and more martinis. So we just started doing that look, you know, you give each other that look and we just seemed to be on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> so it felt like old friend here. Yeah. And then we found out what each other did. And of course, what Greg does is so cool. What you guys both do is so cool and um yeah i had good discussion um great one of the best discussions but you know that's what happens after a few martinis too you think you've just solved the problems of the world yeah, which we actually did i think we did i yeah. think we did because yeah. look look at us we've still uh, been connected and and here we are now on the boiling point which is amazing now on the on the la latest bio that i've got from you elizabeth um I've got the meaning of life is one of the major topics that we want to talk about. But as we work ourselves to that, we have to do a proper introduction to uh, Meaningful Organizational Design Incorporated, also known as MODE. And uh, let's let's start with that. Tell us all about MODE, and uh, which is a certified B Corp and a benefit corporation as well, if I, if I remember. And tell, yeah, let, let our listeners know a little bit about what, what you're, how you're showing up in the world. So um, MODE stands for Meaningful Organizational Design. And what we do is we've created an organizational design model that um, came from the question, what if an organization or a corporation were as good as it could possibly be? Like, 
what would that mean for a corporation to be doing good, doing well for everyone so that, you know, the existence of that organization improved the quality of life on, on the planet? Because, you know, corporations have had a different reputation. So we ended up creating this circle model. We, we took your basic elements of a business model and put them into the form of the circle. And in the very center of the circle, of course, is the heart and soul of the organization. So, you know, who are you? Um, what is your vision? What are your values? So um, we had values as four founders originally sitting down to that table. And we quickly found B Corps and realized that B Corps were about you know, business as a force for good and helping business become that force for good. So it was really aligned. So we came up with our model. It's a circle. And then you actually put rings around that circle, looking at your stakeholders. Your individual stakeholders are the inner ring. Then you have your community stakeholders. Then you have the earth or the environment. And so with each aspect of your business model, we actually coined this term meaningful value. So this was before social enterprise, social impact, you know, a lot of these terms that are now really common. Um, this was back in 2009. So B Corps were created, I believe, in 2007. So all of this was really emerging. And we talked about meaning, you know, meaningful value as the next key competitive value driver. So in this, you know, in a world where we have all the products and services we need, for survival, and consumers are becoming more interested in making a positive impact. If they can choose between product A and or product B, all things relatively equal, the new change will be that consumers want to buy and support organizations that are doing meaningful things. So we have this model that helps organizations look at what is your value proposition, what are, what's your internal ecosystem look like, and what is your customer experience? So what's the outside world seeing when they hear about, learn about, and buy your products and services? And then we help you take that and make it more meaningful. So we've got over 300 or so better practices that we've mined over time. Those better practices are changing all the time. Um, but we really plug any organization's basic components into this. And, and just the core circle has been so valuable. And it's a fun and interactive process where, you know, it, it's also a knowledge capture for your team that ends up being a knowledge management tool that can be a living tool that you live with. But just that core in a short period of time can really help with troubleshooting, you know, any problems, help with innovation. And you can see really quickly like a four or five phase model over time. So I just worked with a company for a half a day and we've got a strategy up to 2020 from a half a day working together, Jeez. looking at what's going on, where's your, where, where are you headed and really plugging those elements into the work. So that's meaningful organizational design. Love so it. we can innovate, you know, like where do you want to go? What's going on? We innovate from this notion of meaning and meaningful value, but but it's also just a strategic planning tool. So that's the organizational design side, and then my background is in psychology, and specifically transpersonal psychology, and my research is in um, applied mindfulness or presence. So what does it mean from a coaching leadership perspective to enhance your leadership presence or your quality of presence? 
So then we can, you know, I'm also a cross-cultural trainer. So we do organizational development then, helping look at how are you going to take your team and create the most meaningful workplace. And, you know, that includes mindfulness and well-being and strong sense of community. So we can help with onboarding, development, mentorship, you know, for, for organizational development. We, you know, wow! And then there's a fun wellness. Hmm? <laughs> oh, you, no! I'm just gonna. I was gonna jump in because can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, like as I'm listening to you, and there's a lot that's resonating for me personally. I have a coaching company, um, and and I'm curious about you know in terms of meaningful organizational design, who is who's finding you, and who's kind of who's on the edge of this, who's who's really gets what you just described, this idea that. You know, all things being equal, uh, the consumer, and which I couldn't agree with you more uh, in terms of that consumer myself, you know, wants to invest in an organization that has um, meaningful values. So, who who are they that are you know seeking you out? Like, what? Give me. Can you give us some examples of custom profiles? Well, absolutely, our own community, certified B Corps. You know, these are companies that have the similar value set um, and have taken the steps to get a certification. So B Corps are always looking for ways to go to the next level. So that's a pretty easy one. And then a lot of it is word of mouth and, you know, being in communities like the conscious capitalism community, small giants community, different impact, you know, venture capital um, firms. So anybody, we, we're interested in people that are already swimming around in that space because we can really help. We can really, we want to support purpose-driven enterprises. Right. Versus trying to convince someone the value of it. You're, you're already, you know, you're, you're attracting people that are, like you say, swimming there. Yeah. And, you know, at the beginning, we specifically said, we're not going to go out and try to convince people because yeah. plenty of people that are in traditional business just laughed and, you know, patted us on the head and said, oh, that's so cute, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we realized <laughs> this is not necessary. There was already enough momentum and that momentum builds every day. So you have, you know, this is, we, we we work with sustainability officers, right? So all the corporations are now, they're, they're interested in sustainability and they have a lot of resources going toward that effort. So it's it's a pretty easy argument to make. That's that's so good to hear. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to hear that. Cause yeah, it, cause it, you 10 years ago, it wouldn't have been the case. Yeah, but good for, and yeah. And it, it probably feels so much easier than it did when you got going, I'm guessing, eh, Elizabeth? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. So, Again, you know, it's the CSOs and the sustainability reports and, yeah. you know, the dial has a sustainability index. And now the movement, the B Corp movement specifically, that's the one I, we're most involved with, they're in Europe and they're in South America. And I was curious to see how the movement would do in Europe where you have countries that already have a higher sort of social standard or social net, you know, because a lot of B Corps are providing things, the basic well-being for for their employees that maybe you don't get, say, in the U.S. But it is, it's having a big impact in Europe, and the movement is growing quickly. So it's kind of like the right thing to do. It's like it's bringing the heart back into, it's bringing the heart and soul back into organizations. You know, people don't want to just go work for nonprofits anymore. They want to be entrepreneurial and start businesses, but do it with their heart in the right place. So, mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it's really, uh, we're, we're definitely uh, speaking from the same 
singing from the same songbook, if you will. A lot of what I talk about, Elizabeth, when I'm on stage and you know talking with other other businesses is really this concept of we are building a love economy. You know, if we're looking at two different types of economies, one built on fear, based on fear, which sprouts out greed. Of course, greed is a is a side effect of fear, fear of scarcity. The opposite would be building an economy based on love, which is certainly more uh, evenly distributed. Uh, it's you know caring for people in the supply chain, being good to the people who are buying from you, being honest, full of integrity. These are very basic, basic things that uh, every human being understands. But why is it that we have not really started to speak that out in business? And I think that's what the B Corp movement's really doing and the social venture network and conscious capitalism, which is really cool. So uh, at at the end of the day, it's all purpose driven, which goes down to the big bold, the the meaning of life, please. Right. Over to you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you brought up the big L-O-V-E word there. You just jumped to the meaning of life, right? Love. Kumbaya. So, yeah, you know, I think you're, you know, that's what it kind of boils down to is this idea that we can choose. We can choose in any minute. Um, and that most behavior, most reactions, you can boil them down to one of those two impulses, the love impulse or the fear. And so in, in the B Corp movement, again, we have to sign a declaration of interdependence. So, you know, I would, I would connect that with the love, like love helps us realize, yeah, we are all connected here. We are living on one big ball together. So are we going to acknowledge our interdependence and figure out how to be together, assuming that we all do want love and respect? And it's the ways of showing that that really differ. But do we want that? Or, you know, the opposite would be the fear response. It's, it's fear. It's hunkering down. It's, it's protecting our smaller self. You know, it's, that, it's, it's not so much of the abundance mentality. So, yeah, I think you, I think you are hitting on the meaning of life here. And the millennials, you know, the millennials have grown up now. Actually, you guys might be millennials, are you? Not oh, even, God bless not, you, not even Elizabeth. Close. You're she, so sweet. Thank there, you for saying no, that. She hasn't seen. Yeah. Uh, we really, I haven't seen us in a while. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and the pictures um, we have, especially okay. of me, are both very of us old. are bald. <laughs> <laughs> not by choice. Your pictures look beautiful. <laughs> 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 I've got to get the number of your institution. So. Um, the millennial, yeah, I'm a Gen Xer. You know, these millennials, they've grown up knowing their interconnectedness to the world. And, and thank goodness, they're kind of driving this movement. They're the next, well, gen, and millennials are now not even the youngest. What is, what's the, is it next gen? Is that the generation after millennials? I don't know, but I, I've known them as, as Gen Zs or Gen Zs. But, uh, you know, they really are the next powerhouse generation. You know, it's so interesting watching watching the generational uh, differences and dynamics. Um, and in fact, Elizabeth, at that Champions Retreat in Philadelphia that you and I were at, I screened our last film, The Millennial Dream, at that event. I don't know if you were in the room or not for that. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not too sure if you weren't. If I'll, I'd be happy to send you the link. But we studied this very deeply, the fact that millennials have a very, very thoughtful way of showing up and trying to figure out where they want to work, where they want to live, where they want to be educated. You know, this is stuff that if we're not paying attention to as business owners, good luck staying relevant uh, in in this new economy. You know, if it's, mm-hmm. if it's not 
helping somebody find the purpose and grow their purpose in this area, then we're, uh, we're not doing it right. And that's probably what you were mm-hmm. helping your clients with. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, we just, we, we decided that to speak about that term meaning, you know, ultimately I do think it's about the love and the interconnectedness, which younger people growing up online get in a way that a lot of we older people don't, <laughs> especially a lot of people in power, right, that are making decisions. But we figured that meaning was an easier way and a more general way to talk about it, you know, and, and millennials will accept a lot less money to have a meaningful workplace, you know, a collaborative workplace. And what's really cool is when, you know, I, I love definitions and concepts and all of that. And When you look up meaning, we we looked at all of these different people that were talking about meaning and what meaningful work is or a meaningful life. And we boiled it down to one of two things, which is so cool to me as a psychologist. So uh, something is meaningful when A, it resonates with us on a deep level. So if you just think about walking around in the world day to day, you're just doing your thing. When something's meaningful, it kind of stops us for a second because it penetrates deeper, right? Like it aligns with our values. And then the other, the other dynamic that was described a lot in meaningful experiences when something takes us out of ourselves and connects us to something bigger. And that again is like an impulse away from just that egoic, that normal everyday egoic stance that, you know, in, in psychology, we call somebody with a healthy ego, that's maturity. You know, you, you have a sense of self, you're able to, you know, get along in the world, but, but transpersonal psychology goes further and looks at traditional spiritual philosophies and psychologies and religious psychologies, native psychologies. And, and that, you know, a lot of that talks about human development from the point of being a healthy adult with a healthy ego and then moving beyond that all the way into states of, you know, death and afterlife and that transition. So it's pretty cool. And I, you know, to look at meaning and this idea that, that we want something that takes us out of our automatic habitual way, you know, of moving day to day. We want stuff that's going to help us, that aligns with us mm-hmm. on a number of levels mm-hmm. or that helps us feel that we're a part of something more. So, so I'm, and it, to me, you're, you're kind of getting into that. Um, and you talk about presence coaching and being based capacity development. What does that, what does that mean for you? And, and how would, um, how would people best understand what, what it means to be a be you know, to, to be uh, involved in being based capacity development? Yeah, exactly. Thanks for the question. Um, I love that one. So, you know, when we think of learning traditionally, and, and a lot of this comes from my own experience in Buddhism, and I studied with a teacher intensely for about six years and have just continued on my own path. But, um, if you think about learning so often in our culture, it's been about adding more content. Mm. It's content, content. So if we're going to learn, we're going to add more content. And at this point, with all of us having access to the World Wide Web, there is so much already, there's so much information out there. It's like we can't really take in much more content. So being-based capacity development is just the opposite. It's a form of unlearning. But really, it's just, we don't forget what we've learned. Our brain doesn't shut off and forget how to walk and all the skills that we've learned and whatever we've studied. But in any 
immediate fraction of time, fragment of time, there are so many channels of information that we have access to. But when our mind is so busy and so loud, when there's screaming going on between our ears, we don't hear the subtler currents of information. And what I'm speaking of is I'm speaking of these other forms of intelligence that are just becoming really popular. I'm speaking of emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. That comes by actually getting quiet. We have to listen. What What are our bodies telling us? Because we not only have millions of neurons in the head, but they've discovered hundreds of thousands of neurons in the heart, in the gut. Neurons, what we've traditionally considered only to be taking place or to be existing in the brain, right? So we have neurons, these these cells that are delivering information about what's happening within our bodies in any moment. So that's coming to us and we need to get quiet to know that. So not only with ourselves, but then with others. So we, we call this in the cross-cultural world, high context existing or high context communication where you have high context versus low and low context. You're only focusing on words but in higher context communication which is really important when we're working with people in diverse, you know, diverse situations, diverse backgrounds. Can we read what's happening with other people, right? So it's this emotional intelligence, social intelligence, it's spiritual intelligence, it's the gut, it's that intuition or body awareness. Uh, And these are things that are happening in any moment, but we need to just turn the volume down on that on the mind and the chatter that's happening in the mind, because most of that is habitual. What fires in our brain together, wires in our brain together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love those those little uh, phrases to remember that. That, that, that. That's a really good one, too. Thank you for that, Elizabeth. Yeah. How do people get in touch with you? Uh, you know, you've got so many different things that you're doing. You've got your five-point yoga as well, but um, that's more probably for localized uh, traffic. But... How do people get in touch with you and follow more of what you are, um, what you're sharing with the world? So our website, www.modebenefit, M-O-D Benefit, we're a California benefit corporation. So uh, modebenefit.com, we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram accounts, LinkedIn accounts, or they can simply call. Do you want to give the number now? Do it up. If, 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 if you're up for sharing it, I would, I would love you to put it on. <laughs> it's 310. So it's in the United States, 310-773-7679. Fantastic. And where are you and, you and I going to show up together and buy a whole whack of people drinks again? And, in, and make sure I'm there too because yes, you know, I'd, I'd like to participate. Yeah, yeah. For uh, sure. yeah let, let's, let's meet somewhere so we can buy Dave a bunch of drinks and everybody else around us. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We can meet in Los Angeles or I'm a Minnesota girl. So I'm really close to Canada there. I know I'd have to go a little bit further. Uh, uh, east, no, but... no, no, no. California we'll, sounds we'll nice to today. We'll yeah. come to you. <laughs> yes, we'll come to you for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hey, wait. So thanks so much for sharing, you know, like your wisdom and, and just, you know, what you're experiencing and how it's playing out in the, in the business community. And, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's nice to have a conversation, you know, around things like being based and, and, um, you know, this stuff that people are feeling, you know, and, 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 and becoming aware of. And it's just nice to, to put words around it and help people understand, you know, there are places to learn more and that, you know, God forbid we could slow down and, uh, and actually 
um, you know, become more aware of our surroundings and listen in different ways. So big advocate for that. Um, really appreciate it. And uh, thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks so much. Have a great holiday. And we are going to come visit you in Malibu, just FYI. I can't wait. We're going surfing. You actually actually, uh, promised me a surf session uh, last time I was with you. So I will be taking advantage of that with you sometime. (laughs) And and we'll do yoga right after. You got it. Cool. Okay. Looking forward. All right. Take care. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. She's really fun. Yeah, well, she's, she's super articulate. Great conversation. Majorly yeah. thoughtful. Like, and it just, you know, and, and there's just so many places for the, 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 the challenge in the 25 minute format we have is it's just so much, it's so rich. Um, yeah, and there's exactly. so many places to, 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 to dive into. So uh, hopefully listeners found a place that they, that was valuable for them. But you know, like even like her Buddhism practice, yeah. like, uh, um, like six years, like, you know, and then take it on. Like that, that's a serious practitioner, right? hundred percent. And, um, just going back to about our format as a podcast, like these little nuggets, these little 24-minute interviews we do, as you and I are exploring funnels and how funnel marketing works, in a way, we're doing that for all of our guests. We, we tease our guests with a little bit of information from these awesome people. And hopefully, our listeners will connect with these people, you mm-hmm, know? Because mm-hmm. what, what a great top of funnel podcasts are. Mm-hmm. You know, just just a little little jab in there. Yeah, them. yeah. Well, and then they, and then you know, our, our my big hope is that people then reach out to the guest. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Directly, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. to your point. Yeah, and um, yeah. So hopefully, people take advantage. I'd love it if someone told us a story about that. It would be so cool to hear something that comes as a result of listening, reaching out. You know, we have had and, that, um, and we've definitely had people listen to the podcast and. Uh, Make re- recommendations to us for other guests. Oh yeah, which all, is cool. All the time, all the time. Yeah. So, uh, if if any of you have been guests on here already, and you've uh, enjoyed the benefit of maybe some uh, some work as a result, please let us know. It, it makes Dave and I feel good. <laughs> and uh, hey, one thing we haven't been talking about a lot lately is uh, our Patreon. Oh. So thank you for all of our supporters for helping us with the Patreon. We need your support. So go to patreon.com, look up Boiling Point, And even if it's a dollar an episode, we would appreciate it because we're, we're, we're doing this with a lot of love. Uh, and that's, uh, that's about it at this point, right, Dave? Uh, a lot of love and Patreon. I can't add to that. I don't know what to add. Love, that's, that's a good shirt. Love and, love and Patreon. That's a good shirt. And go buy and go to robertsimmons.com if you want to robertsimmons.com. Uh, if you want to buy a, a Boiling Point t-shirt. Yes, which I, I bought a beautiful I bought a beautiful Robert Simmons Boiling Point t-shirt. Yeah. The, the long baseball yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because I didn't try it on. A little tight. It's awesome. It is so tight. Yeah. I am, I am way too I, large I, of a I, man. I, I put one, the one I got on yeah. and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I took it off. This is great for my brother. But it feels it feels good. Like, <laughs> oh, it's a really yeah. nice shirt. But it, I got to get the larger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Matt. Listen, All right. you're gonna go get a coffee. I'm I gonna am. go get a beer. So we'll we'll see you next week. <laughs> see you, man. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out LeadershipUnleashed.ca or VisionCoachingInc.com. And on Twitter, at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep that pot boiling.
Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback.